in order to get to your can, in order to reach there and feeling like you can be confident, you have to step through what doesn't work because then you're able to actually know and sustain your can. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. What's up, my friends? How are we? Happy Wednesday. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, if you are not listening to this, I hope you're having a wonderful whatever day it is for you. I am currently recording this around 7 p.m. And in my office around 7 p.m. or just in general around here in Texas where I am living, the days are so long where it's getting dark at like 9 p.m., which I love it when it's this time and the days are very long because it just makes me feel so much more productive. It's kind of honestly like a burden and a blessing because I feel so much more productive late at night and that's not good for my sleep though. Yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday Tyler and I were like, let's go to Home Depot and it was like (laughs) 8.30 but it was still light out so we felt like we could go do stuff and we went and it was closed. So we were humbly reminded that everybody else does not want to be productive that late in the evening. But besides the point, I still love it when the days are long. And then the mornings, I'm starting to get more of my morning walks in. It is over 100 degrees in Texas. So really, that's the only time you can go out for a walk. But I encourage you guys you all know if you're new around here how I feel about my morning routines. And that is definitely a part of my morning routine that I try to include. Majority of the time, some sort of outdoor walk, even if it's like if I have 10 minutes, I'll go and walk up and down the block for seven minutes. Just getting some fresh air, some sun in my face, some light in my eyes is so wonderful for your circadian rhythm and energy throughout the day. So get outside. This is your reminder. But I wanted to kind of make this episode pretty short and simple and direct to the point uh, in regards to confidence. Obviously, this podcast is called The Girl Who Can. So I am here to hype you up, be your partner in crime, your sister, to make sure you feel like you can just give you that mid- weak dose of motivation. And so I wanted to just remind you of of a couple of things we have talked about on this show before. These are not new concepts, but I think they are skills and concepts that take time 
to develop. And it's not something that you can learn from listening to one podcast episode. I also with this, like just taking inventory of like how much you're consuming as well. I remember being in a season of my life where I was listening to like five podcast episodes in the course of one or two days, just because I wanted to learn, I wanted to grow, which is awesome. And, and continue doing that, continue learning and growing and being self-aware. But at a certain point, like you can only absorb so much. So take some time to just pump the brakes. If you are like binging my episodes right now, or maybe you're listening to my podcast and somebody else's on self-development, like actually take some time to maybe re-listen to a couple of episodes um, or just take a week off listening and consuming, reading all the self-help books, whatever the case. Maybe this is your only podcast that you listen to once a week. And if that's the case, I love you for that. But just wanted to give that reminder for all the other people out there that were like me um, about two years ago where I was just over consuming and I felt like I was doing the right things like from the outside on if you were just to look at that, like obviously that seems like commendable, commendable behavior to continue growing and learning and investing and listening to all the things. But at a certain point, you can't absorb all of it. So don't feel bad, you know, for yourself if you are not moving anywhere when you're like, I'm listening to all the things you got to, you got to take some time to absorb it and let it resonate to your current season to then know how to implement it. So three things I wanted to talk about today, three underrated skills to feel your best and most confident self. The first one is adaptability. And adaptability is really just the capacity to be able to adjust to new situations, be able to stay flexible, adaptable, flexible, whatever you want to call it. Essentially being able to roll with the resistance to different changes and challenges. And this is really hard. One, because we're faced with different challenges from different seasons. So you might have to learn how to adapt to a new challenge, a new stimulus in your life over months, right? Like there are going to be new challenges that you have to learn about yourself through, learn about the relationships that you're in through. And if you haven't gone through it before, like give yourself some grace to adapt to the situation and be flexible, open-minded and willing to learn about yourself and grow. I think a lot of times we face challenges and even myself, like I have to remind myself of this, of, you know, I haven't been put in X situation before. I haven't faced this challenge before. Why am I beating myself up so hard? Because this isn't working. I'm, I'm trying a solution and it's not working or I don't like the solution. Like that's okay. Be flexible and open-minded to say, okay, I don't like this solution or this isn't working for me. I, instead of defaulting to nothing and approaching it with the all or nothing approach, be adaptable and flexible to something different, a different solution. Um, and that's on learning about yourself. So essentially, you know, cultivating this adaptability skill allows you to be able to navigate uncertainty and also embrace change. Roll with the waves, roll with the resistance, because sometimes waves, like we feel like the waves are just crashing at us and maybe getting larger and larger and heavier and heavier. But 
builds up your mental resilience by being flexible and open-minded to roll with those waves and give yourself grace throughout the process. Because then when you're able to, then when you're approaching different experiences, you can approach them or not even experiences, but just like challenges, you can approach them with a sense of curiosity and resilience versus judgment towards yourself. Because I think we can also approach a challenge and be like, well, that's too hard, or there's no way I'm going to do that, or that's too big of a mountain to climb. I mean, I'm raising my hand, like I look at, I look at things sometimes, I'm like, oh gosh, I almost give up before I even start. I mean, we just overwhelm ourselves when we haven't even tried. And so when you are able to develop the skill of being flexible and adaptable, you can approach that challenge with a sense of curiosity. Um, Not saying it's going to be easy or not saying just like jump off the deep end with it, with the challenge and just see, let's see how it goes with like no plan, but more so just like lean into it and be curious about it. Be curious to what you can learn. Be curious um, of opening your heart and your mind to learn and to grow. And that will help you feel more assured in your own ability to handle whatever comes your way. I promise you. So I think being adaptable is a very underrated skill that, again, takes time. So number two skill, underrated skill to feel your best and most confident self, I would say, is self-compassion. So self-compassion, just defining it real quick, self-compassion is the practice of treating yourself with kindness. I mentioned this like a little bit in the whole adaptability spiel, but being self-compassionate towards yourself, treating yourself with kindness, understanding, acceptance, Um, you know, especially during times, difficult time, especially during, and especially during difficult times or when you're facing a failure. Because again, we can feel like so often, I'll I'll just use a health journey, for example, because I literally was talking about this to a client today. I'm a dietitian for those of you who knew around here. So I'm in the nutrition space. That's my jam, no pun intended, (laughs) but, um, So when something isn't working, or maybe you're going through a difficult time in your health journey, you feel like nothing's working, you're trying to lose weight, for example, um, and you feel like a failure because nothing is, you feel like nothing's working, you know, give yourself the chance to mess up. And I know that's not what you want. We want to walk into a situation, be like, yeah, I'm going to crush this. And obviously you show up to the, this podcast be, feeling like you can, and I want you to feel like you can, but you can, you can't can without a can't. That doesn't make sense, but I'm going to make it make sense. So in order to get to your can, in order to reach there and feeling like you can be confident, you have to step through what doesn't work because then you're able to actually know and sustain your can. 
you can't just be like hopping to different solutions all the time because that's not sustainable either. So like in a health journey, this person that I was talking to today, she started to track her food and it just feels it was starting to overwhelm her. And I was telling her like, hey, that's one approach we can take, but that's not the only approach. So instead of her wanting to just completely give up and her telling me she's like, a, she feels like a failure and just maybe she's not ready to lose weight right now let's default to something different than doing completely nothing and just beating yourself up. Because what? how, ask yourself this question, how well has being negative towards yourself worked? How well has hating your body worked? How well has negative thinking worked for you? How well has quitting worked for you? You know, so have some compassion for yourself and it, but acknowledge and validate how you're feeling too. Like that's important too, where I'm not saying you feeling like a failure or you feeling sad about something. I'm not saying forget about it. I'm saying sit in that for a second and practice healthy coping mechanisms through some sort of self-care or soul soul care by um, talking to people that can lift you up and hold you higher healthy coping mechanisms, whether that's therapy, going on a walk, journaling, meditating. I mean, there's so many things and I'm not here to talk about that today, but these things can help reframe your negative self-talk if this is something you are dealing with into a more positive and supportive internal dialogue. Having self-compassion for yourself is having that supportive internal dialogue and be able to take inventory of your thoughts and understand like, is this a truth? Or is this a lie? Is this thought helpful or hurtful? Being able to discern between the two and then change the route that you want to take. That is a choice. Um, When those negative thoughts come in, I'm not saying deflect them and throw them in the trash can and just like suppress them and change it. But like I said, still validate how you're feeling. Maybe sit in that for a second, but understand that you have a choice to not sit in that for more than a day or X amount of time, whatever you feel like is appropriate for you. Um, And this self-compassion skill can result really in a healthier uh, self-image. It helps build resilience and helps you feel more confident in your abilities to navigate life's up and downs. And really that's, that's how you are able to walk through this life with confidence Um, so then, you know, you can navigate the ups and downs. And, you know, again, this is another skill that is strengthened over time. And, but by focusing on this and having the self-awareness to this and actively working on taking inventory of those thoughts and improving those, you can enhance your well-being. I promise you, you can do it. That's why you're here. You're the girl who can. And the third skill is being able to say more with less. And this is something that I'm working on and trying to be more intentional with my words, but essentially it's being able to express your thoughts in a more concise way without sacrificing clarity. And this is something that I've been leaning into recently. And as I mentioned, something I'm working on. So I wanted to share it with you because I'm continuously working on my confidence. I feel like it's a continued journey Um, and you can sound confident with less words, when you are more intentional with what you choose, but still remain clear. And honestly, 
you are able to be more clear with less words. That is a skill, um, just being clear in general. And I was reading this book recently. Uh, who is it's called Dare to Lead? I don't remember who it's by, but awesome book so far. But there was a quote in there that said, being clear is kind and being unclear is unkind. And this really just sat with me because so often as humans, we think being unclear is actually kind. Let's just take a relationship, for example. Maybe you are on a date and you're not feeling somebody, you know that they're not your person, and you just kind of beat around the bush from breaking it off, essentially being unclear. And we think that is kind because we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. When really being clear and direct and saying, hey, this isn't going to work out, again, choose less words. You don't have to explain yourself, just that is going to be a lot more kind in the long run to yourself so you're not digging yourself in a hole and also to the other person so you're not dragging them along and their feelings. But in regards to your speech with saying more with less words, really I encourage you guys to reflect on your speech in the upcoming week. Again, just staying self-aware. So be aware of if there's unnecessary words in your speech, obviously there's filler words like, um, and, you know, and I'm not, you know, I just did it right there. I, (laughs) this always happens. I told you guys I was trying to work on it, but eliminate unnecessary words, whether it's redundant filler words, as I mentioned, that just don't contribute meaningfully to what you're trying to say and be mindful of phrases that can be replaced with shorter alternatives. We, I think we all know that one person, when they're trying to tell you a story, they just go on and on and on of unnecessary details when they're just trying to tell you what they picked up at the grocery store and all of a sudden they're talking about what their aunt had for lunch two weeks ago. I mean, it's so unnecessary, but we can do that sometimes, especially in the workplace. And if you are wanting to grow your confidence in the workplace or even respect in the workplace, your words have such a, can, your words can go such a long way and allow you to enhance your confidence in just your own self, but also your perceived confidence outward. And use specific and strong language too. You know, choose words that have, an impactful meaning. I'm not saying like go study the dictionary, but a lot of times you can, again, say more with a lot less by conveying your message in a more effective way by using words that summarize things a lot better. So prioritize key information. Obviously, if you are, let's just say at work and you want to implement this, identify things that are critical, that you want to convey, and structure your sentences around them. Something that I am trying to do to help me with this is on, I have team meetings for work weekly that I lead, and I have an agenda for them, and I can easily go in there and talk around it. Like I have no issue doing that, but again, I'm trying to be more intentional with my words and how it's coming across so then it's clear to the team versus me going off on a tangent. And I want 
to create more space for my team to actually do more of the talking versus me talking at them. So what I will do is create the agenda for the meeting like I normally do, but also create some bullet points for myself that will help me convey my thoughts in a more concise, clear way versus me just going off on a tangent, as I mentioned. So I I will have notes for myself along with the agenda. So I, I make sure I'm being intentional. That's a suggestion that you can try where you're just focusing on the essential details and avoiding unnecessary elaboration or repetition. And again, I guess this has to deal with public speaking. I said I didn't, it wasn't necessarily public speaking, but you can definitely tie it into that. And public speaking just in and of itself is a very valuable skill that can boost your confidence in various settings. And I have a whole podcast episode on public speaking and how to just improve your speech to sound more confident. So scroll down and check that out if that's something you want to learn more on. I'm not a speech coach or I don't know what if there's even a name for it. Um, public speaking coach. That's probably it. But I'm not that whatsoever. But clearly I have a podcast. So I like to talk and I think it's a skill of mine. So <laughs> if you disagree, I you're here, you're listening to almost the end of the episode. So clearly I've engaged you somehow, some way. But anyways, I digress. Developing effective communication through public speaking, presentation skills, um, also allows you to like just engage with others a lot better and maybe develop a lot more clear work relationships, friend relationships. You're able to set boundaries a lot clearer and more effectively where then people can respect those more consistently. So it can definitely trickle out to other areas of your life and be beneficial. But with this, I know a lot of people are afraid of public speaking, and I completely understand that, but you have to get uncomfortable. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. So put yourself in positions to public speaking opportunities, whether that's even unmuting yourself on a Zoom meeting when you don't feel like it. And if you say something wrong, you say something wrong. Like nobody's going to go to sleep that night and be like, oh my gosh, she said something that I don't understand and I'm losing sleep over it. Nobody is doing that. I promise you. So put yourself in uncomfortable situations. If you mess up, you mess up. Again, going back to that skill, underrated skill that I just talked about of self-compassion, being able to be nice to yourself and treat yourself with a little bit of grace, along with being adaptable and being flexible to roll with the resistance when you mess up. This all plays together. So just as a recap, the three underrated skills, adaptability, self-compassion, and saying more with less are all things that I encourage you guys to really lean into and talk about it with somebody else or let me know, talk about it with me and let me know which one you want to work more on. So come connect with me over on social media at the girl who can podcast or at Aris Lujano. Both are linked in the show notes. I love, love, love to hear from you, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. I just want to grow this community to millions of girls who can, because you definitely can. And if this episode was helpful, I would appreciate it so much if you could leave a review over on Apple Podcast. 
or wherever you're listening, it takes less than 30 seconds. And I definitely know you can do that even while, even while this episode finishes, go open your phone app right now and do search the girl who can, or clearly you're listening to it. So you can easily open up your phone, unlock it. I'm waiting, scroll down, leave a written review. If this helped you out, screenshot this, put this in your stories and tag at the girl who can podcast or at Aris Lujano. I will look out for it. I personally look at everything and love your guys' feedback, but I will chat with you guys next Wednesday per usual. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I appreciate you. Bye everybody.